This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, January 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. More food boxes on the way. Biden agenda at stake in Georgia runoff. And rules change linked to Green New Deal. Purdue restarts food box program. Ag Secretary Sonny Purdue announced last night that the USDA is going to extend the Farmers to Families Food Box program to a fifth round, this one worth $1.5 billion. The program was to end December 31st, but the COVID relief package provided new funding the department is tapping. Seafood products will be included in the new round along with fresh produce, dairy products, fluid milk, and meat products. Biden agenda at stake in Georgia runoff. The stakes could hardly be higher in today's two Senate runoff races in Georgia. If Democrats can defeat both Republican incumbents Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue, the new Senate will be deadlocked at 50-50, allowing Kamala Harris to break ties when she becomes vice president. It still wouldn't be easy for President-elect Joe Biden to get his agenda through Congress, but it becomes a lot more doable if Chuck Schumer is majority leader rather than Mitch McConnell. For those things that the administration wants to get through, whether it's a climate agenda or looking forward to another farm bill or some other changes, it's a big deal, said Rob LaRue, president of the National Farmers Union. Biden, campaigning in Atlanta yesterday, said, Georgia, the whole nation is looking to you to lead us forward. The power is literally in your hands. Vice President Mike Pence made a similar point during a campaign stop. The stakes in this election have never been higher, and the choice has never been clear. GOP, Democrats greasing Green New Deal. House Democrats overcame GOP opposition to force through a package of new rules that includes an exemption from pay-as-you-go requirements for legislation addressing their climate agenda. Washington Republican Dan Newhouse said the rules change was designed to, quote, make way for socialist packages like the Green New Deal. Keep in mind, getting a climate bill through the Senate will still be a major challenge no matter which party winds up controlling it. The rules package passed on a party-line vote, 217 to 206. USDA reopened CRP sign-up. USDA yesterday opened a new general sign-up for the Conservation Reserve Program. Enrollment will continue through February 12th. New cropland offered for enrollment must have been planted for out of six crop years from 2012 to 2017. But keep in mind... The new sign-up comes as prices for many commodities have risen sharply. As of November, 20.8 million acres were enrolled in the program, as well as this year's limit of 25 million acres. Contracts on 3 million acres are expiring next September. The acreage cap rises to 25.5 million in 2022, then 27 million in 2023. EPA sets stage for action on refinery exemptions. EPA has posted a proposed consent decree that would require the agency to decide by February 19th on a pending request for a small refinery exemption from the renewable fuel standard. That deadline could force the new Biden administration to take quick action on SRE policy, but analysts at Clearview Energy Partners suggest EPA might wind up seeking more time. 
Biofuel groups want Biden to act quickly to deny pending waiver requests. The new administration, quote, has an opportunity to uphold a key campaign promise to rule America and deny any and all SRE petitions that are not in accordance with the renewable fuel standard or the Tenth Circuit's ruling on SREs, which was almost a year ago, said Growth Energy CEO Emily Score. Japan Prime Minister, China won't likely join TPP. The eventual inclusion of China in the Trans-Pacific Partnership has been a goal of member countries since before the 11-nation trade pact was ratified. But Japanese Prime Minister Suga Yoshihide says he thinks that's unlikely. Suga, quoted by Japanese broadcast NHK, said Chinese President Xi Jinping wants to join the pact that the U.S. pulled out of in 2017, but China would have difficulty fitting in because of its heavy reliance on state-run companies. Meanwhile, some U.S. advocates of boosting international trade are hoping the U.S. will rejoin the TPP under the upcoming Biden administration. Biden has said he would be open to that so long as he could renegotiate terms. Tyson appeals order remanding Waterloo case to Iowa State Court. Tyson Foods has appealed a federal judge's order sending a negligence complaint over a worker's death from COVID-19 back to Iowa State Court. The company had moved the case to federal court on the theory that the case involves issues of federal law. But U.S. District Judge Linda Reed disagreed in a December 28 order sending the case back to Black Hawk County. Oscar Fernandez, the son of Isidoro Fernandez, a worker at Tyson's Waterloo plant, filed a lawsuit, which said there was a betting pool among Waterloo plant employees about how many workers at the plant would contract COVID-19. Last month, Tyson fired seven plant employees after investigating the allegations. ASF continues to hobble pork production in Philippines. USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service was previously expecting pork production in the Philippines to rebound this year, but analysts for the agency and Manila say African swine fever is taking a larger-than-expected toll on producers there. Pork prices in the Southeast Asian nation spiked to their highest levels of the year in December, and the trend could continue. FAS and a newly released analysis stress that commercial operations have yet to regain confidence that they can safely produce and be permitted to market their pork products throughout the country so long as ASF and ASF-related restrictions remain widespread. As such, 2021 swine inventories and production are expected to continue falling. The U.S. is only the third largest supplier of imported pork to the Philippines behind the European Union and Canada, but U.S. exports are already on the rise, and shipments surpassed Canada for the first nine months of 2020, that according to the FAS report. Here's today's She Said It. Stop by and grab a snack and remember, Lummus, it rhymes with hummus. That Wyoming's new senator, Republican Cynthia Lummis, announcing that her office is giving away cups of hummus to promote the correct pronunciation of her last name. Her name is sometimes mispronounced as Loomis. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, January 5th. It's brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. 
For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.